the HodgePodge podcast. Um, special Wednesday episode here for you guys. This is the Give Women a Chance episode part three, whatever you want to call it. The Give Women a Chance part three. It is with panelist Jess Page. Big Shrimp is not present during this one. We were having technical difficulties and could not get Big Shrimp on the line here. So it is just myself, it is moi, and it is uh, Jess Page. And me and Jess Page are really good friends. Um, And we really just have a chat about, you you know how we do it, the women in music and the women in business and, and entrepreneurial women and it kind of it, it gets really heavy um so and i give a warning at the beginning of the podcast that this is not for the faint at heart if you wear your heart on your sleeve then this is probably not the podcast for you based on that just just based on we just dive deep into why teenagers now think they think they have to have the image that they have instead of the the image that we had when we were teenagers uh not we as in me a female but just me in general as a teenager with the other ones so all that and there's a bunch more thanks for joining in with this give them a chance part three panelist just page let's get started right now hey this is rob snyder writer of luke combs she got the best of me and you are listening to the hodgepodge podcast What's the new friend's name? Yeah. Of course, I named him Vader. Well, I'm scared of cats, so as long as Vader's there, I'm fine. As as not- yeah, I used to not be a cat person because I thought I was allergic to cats. And then about four weeks ago, I went to the doctor and I had to have a whole panel of tests run and everything. I was just staying sick. And come to find out, I'm not allergic to cats. I'm allergic to 154 different things, and one of them being my own dog. <laughs> yeah, dogs will do it. Yeah, so, so I was like, oh, hey, I can get a kitten now. So, so I, got, I got the kitten, and then, well, I mainly got the kitten because my dog is here, you know, while I work every day for... 10, 10 and a half hours, so she needed a friend, and they're already, like, best friends. That's weird, though, a dog and a cat getting along. Oh, yeah, like, my dog is the most chill dog you'll ever meet, because she's a service dog, and so she doesn't care about anything, like, at all. She's lived with cats, dogs, whatever. Like, this this cat will literally like get up on her back while she's sleeping and just take a nap on her back. She doesn't care. <laughs> I'm going to, well, let me turn this light on real quick. I'm going to get some more light in here. Watch out. All right. That's a little bit better. You able to finish your lunch and all that enough time? Yeah, I uh, it was able to eat it after. So I placed the original order at like twelve oh five, and the girl I used Postmates, and the girl showed up to pick it up, and the business told her that they couldn't make it because of my food allergy. It was like illegal. I'm like, I've been sitting here for forty five minutes. 
waiting on this food and you're now there to get it to bring it to me and now you tell me that I can't have it so now I'm like Ugh. I was like I'm getting hangry because with this whole new this testing and everything that I had done I found out that I'm intolerant and allergic to wheat wheat flour corn corn flour um soy soybean oil and I have a minor reaction to peanuts, but it's not as bad as the other ones. But I'm like anaphylactically allergic to almonds, which we already knew that. But turns out I'm allergic to 22 different types of grass, 18 different types of trees, um, dust mites, cockroaches. I mean, the lit literally, like I said, enough to be 154 things. It's absurd. So. I have to, the way I have to order food now and everything, if I can't see the, like, the oil they cook stuff in, I have to call the restaurant before, I have to read the back of every package, and it, it is insane. I am constantly hungry because I can't eat anything that I used to eat at all. It's basically just meat, fruits, and vegetables. Well, that's kind of the three main food groups you need anyway, right? Yeah, but no, like, no cookies, no cakes, no cupcakes, no anything fried from a restaurant if it's cooked in peanut oil or soybean oil. Um, no breading on the stuff that's fried, even if they use, like, canola or vegetable oil because it's flour. Um, like, everything has to be gluten-free, and it is so stupid and so frustrating, and it is very expensive, by the way. So Very expensive. Yeah, I don't advocate for not being able to have to be. So I um I started this diet about eight weeks ago and I'm just eating nothing but gluten free stuff and uh, these right here these are buttermilk ranch um, rice rice cake chips what they're called they're actually fairly delicious so and they're gluten free wheat free all this stuff that you said so I would uh, check those out if you're got like the munchies or something yeah because it, it sucks man like I can't have like if we like if we get Mexican or something I can't have chips and salsa anymore because I can't have the chips because I can't have wraps anymore because they're either corn or flour, and I literally can't have either. So I'm like, this sucks so bad. Well, and you can't have the wheat uh, tortillas either because you're yeah, no. wheat. I can't have anything. I literally, I'm just every time I go there, I just get like a fajita and don't eat the shells. It's basically what I've been resorted to. Yeah, well, as long as it's going to keep you healthy and not sick, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is I had to do, I had to go back to Alabama last weekend, and my boyfriend went with me, because I had to do a live stream interview down there at a recording studio. So we went down there, and we stopped and uh, got Wendy's on the way down there. Of course, I got, you know, like a sandwich, but didn't get the bun. But then I didn't know that Wendy's used soybean oil, and so I had, I ate, like, my side of fries. Like, 30 minutes later, I had to stop and pull over because I was, like, I got sick, and I had to stop and pull over. And that's, a lot of people don't understand, it's, I mean, it's, once you take something out like that, that you've been eating every yeah. day for 29 years, and your body's yeah. used to it at that point, but it's intolerant, so you don't know. But once you take it out for, like I said, I'm at almost four weeks now, and you put it back in, uh-uh. Your body will completely mm. reject it and let you know. This ain't gonna fly. So it just it just goes to show you that like some of the stuff that places use to cook stuff in or whatever it might be is just that bad for you. 
I don't guess I realized you were from Alabama. Maybe we talked about it. Maybe I forgot. But I was realizing when you were talking about the stuff you couldn't have, you said oil instead of oil. And oh. I realized, oh, she's very Southern because oh. we, we also say, you're going to heat some of that oil up and you're going to throw the stuff in. Okay. <laughs> Cast iron till it out. We're going to need to put some right. uh, in there so it'll, it'll oil it up a little bit. Yeah. Man. Cast iron skillets, I do not touch some things anymore. I was washing one in the sink. I know you're not supposed to wash a cast iron skillet, but I was washing it. Just listen to it. I was washing it, and I was putting it. How we do it is once we wash it, we don't scrub it. We'll wash it with soap and a sponge, and then we'll rinse it out, put it on the stove top on like high and let it dry out that way and stick it back in the oven. Well, I was going from the sink to the stove. It dropped flat on my foot. It like broke. I think it broke my foot in like three or four different spots. This was like late last year, Christmas, and I still have this big fold on top of my foot just from, from the yeah. impact it hit. Oh, man. I mean, that's why they're like the greatest home defense system besides, you know, guns. You got a cast iron skillet in your house and somebody breaks up in there, done. <laughs> well, I guess we need to get down to the business here. Um, so usually these are done with me and um, Big Shrimp, but Big Shrimp is not able to be here due to technical difficulties. So I'm going to be um, handling this myself. This is Give Women a Chance number three. Um, panelist here is uh, Jess Page. And real quick, before we jump into it, I'm going to tell you why we kind of started this for those that don't know. Um, me and Big Shrimp are, I say, big advocates for females in a air quote low platform type of podcast and we realized that not only in music but in all the entertainment bases and even in the world there's a shortage of why aren't women doing this why aren't women held to the praise that they're at and we started this basically to do just that get women panelists on here and they can throw sides and this show here is not for the faint of heart uh, it is where you're uh, feelings on your sleeve, you might want to turn us off uh, because it's going to get downright dirty for the next hour or so um, as we talk about kind of what really happened. So how is it for you as a female in the music industry to see how females are being treated? And you have your notes all taken there? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I just, I like to write down <laughs> That I talk about so that I don't go back and repeat myself and just keep reiterating the same okay. thing. So, um, on that note, I mean that that's a good question. That's a question that has become, you know, it arose probably about a year ago. I would say it became an actual, you know, like issue. And you you have your two sides. Obviously, you have your side that doesn't think anything's different or that women aren't being not mistreated, but just kind of pushed back on the back burner. Uh, not given as much airtime, not given as, you know, as many, like, headlining or anything, like, you know, more spots are being given to, you know, like, the younger guys and stuff like that. And I, like, I can't speak for those females that obviously, you know, were in, like, big name record companies and have deals with them and everything, because obviously that record company works, you know, for them, they go above and beyond to make sure that, you know, all of this is highly done and produced and they have the greatest songs and the next number one and all that. So for like, from that aspect, I can't really speak on that, but from my side, being an independent artist, it is a hundred times harder. 
and sometimes it's very frustrating because it gets to a point to where sometimes you're just not taken seriously as a female artist just because like even and I mean it has a lot to do with obviously like the way you look and you sound because I've even had you know I had a a guy and a, a female actually one day messaged me separate times, but it was just two different people. And, you know, one of them said, oh, you're, you're going to do really good in uh, country music. You've got the face for it. Mm. That's insulting. <laughs> like that, I don't know yeah. if you're a compliment, but you went about that completely the wrong way. And that's insulting. Like, what does having a face have to do with the way that I sound? Like, have you even heard me? Have you even taken the time to listen to my music? I mean, you know anything about me except the way that, like, I look. And so that right there is just, it's just insulting because they think that as long as you're pretty, then you're going to go far. And that's not the case at all. And a lot of these females in country music now, they do have, you know, amazing songs and not that they're not getting played like Gabby Barrett I love I hope love that song and it became her first official number one and it's times like that where that just it makes me so happy and thrilled because that song is such a great song it's lyrically written so fantastically and I'm glad that she got the time and the listeners and the fans and all of that from that because she was given that chance and she proved herself and showed, hey, I have a great voice, but I also have, you know, great writing skills and all this, even if she didn't write it, which I'm, I think she did, but she, I mean, that song, every time you get in the car, that song is on and it's because it's a great song and it catches your ear and it's just one of those that just keep climbing and as a female artist, especially her being young, that, I mean, that's that's awesome. And so that's the level that I aspire to achieve to. You know, obviously, it comes down to opportunities and meeting people and you know, mixing and mingling and obviously just, like, keep pushing yourself and, mo- like, staying motivated because sometimes it can get really frustrating and you, you do question yourself when it gets to that point. You're like, why do I even bother? Like, you know, this is, this is like the seventh time that someone has pretended to show interest you know wanted to be involved in my music and then because I won't go out with them or I won't go to dinner with them or I won't send them pictures then all of a sudden you know I didn't sound that good to begin with or or I'm a bit or you know like all this I'm just like this gets super frustrating like because that's not like no female in general should ever be treated that way but especially female country artists because I doubt very seriously there's women messaging, you know, up and coming male singers saying, oh, I'd love to invest in your music and help you get your next single out. Can you send me like a breakdown of the pricing plan and all that? And I've done that. I've done everything they've asked. Except it's very, you know, cordial, like very business. I mean, because this is a business and you're going into a business deal. And so that's what it's about. And I mean, I don't feel like there's females out there messaging up and coming like male singers and being like, hey, I'd love to invest in you. But, uh we got to go to dinner, like, let's meet, you know, for, like, let's go to something to drink or something like that. I'm like, and when they do say stuff like that, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, well, uh, is it okay if my boyfriend comes along too? And they're like, oh, uh, well, I'll have to see. I'll have to check my schedule. Let me, <laughs> then all of a sudden it's like, you don't hear from him anymore. Then they start insulting you and all this. And I'm just like, no one should have to deal with that. No one should be treated that way. That's not fair. Like, that is, 
that's just not okay. Like you just shouldn't do that. You shouldn't treat people like that. And so being an independent artist, it's like you get these people that are interested and you think they're genuinely interested in you and your music. And then you just get let down time and time again. So it gets frustrating and you feel like you've hit this wall and like, there's nothing more that you can do. And like, you know, again, it's like, do I really want to do it? What is, you know, what is it that I really want to do? Is this really what I want to do? Do I want to keep pushing for this? Do I want to keep doing this? Is this worth my time? Like, or should I just take a different path and, you know, get an eight to five job or do something like that? Well, I mean, not right now, but I mean, it just, so that, I mean, that's, that's just how I, I feel I've experienced, you know, I, I speak from, you know, firsthand because like I said, I have experienced those things and had those people interact with me and, those are just not the type of people that I want to be associated with because it's just such a negative like vibe and personality. And clearly they're just using people. And I don't, I mean, I don't want my name attached to that or those people at all. So I just cut my losses and I keep working and I pay for everything on my own and I just keep working hard. Yeah. I heard someone once say the women should, that they were trying to defend it, but they were using it in such a weird way that it didn't make any sense. And they were saying, I believe the women should make all this and they should be bigger than the men because it's mostly men that are listening to country radio and they're looking for these women that are how hot they are. And I'm sitting there thinking, 95% of the women that play on the radio, you don't know what they look like. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just this thing. It's like, well, you're, you're defending it. I appreciate you defending it, but you're defending it in kind of a sexist escape kind of a way that yeah, I don't understand where you're coming from. It, but you're going about it the wrong way. I mean, it's literally, that's the literal form of when you like, you look at somebody and you go, no offense, but I mean, right. it's, you, you're offending them and you know you are, but you're trying to cover your ass and saying, no offense, but I'm about to be rude. Anybody, I don't trust anybody that says no offense because obviously they need it in an offensive way. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, if you know that you're going to offend someone or that you're going to be rude yep. because you just addressed it. Like, you just said it. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> so just don't say it. <laughs> yeah. At, now, you don't want to get too personal. You don't have to, but. Sometimes these things do take that turn. Have you ever had any experience of what type we're talking about? Like, you know, you we were like, okay, we're going to come in here. We're going to have you have a contract signing. Because I know one person that was just like, wow, are you serious? You know, they were great, and they were going to sign a contract signing. And then I was like, hey, what happened? And they said, no, they wanted me to perform oral sex in order for me to sign it. So I declined it. And I'm just like, whoa, now, hang on a second. <laughs> and I'm like, this is how this industry works? No, I don't think so. I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, like, I, I wish somebody would. <laughs> I on all the thousands of the stars in the sky because they don't know me. I'm from Alabama. I will. Right. No way I will be disrespected like that. That's my one thing. I do not allow people to disrespect me. And not only me as a human, but also as a female. Just because I'm a female doesn't mean yeah. that things like that are okay and except this isn't 1783 anymore you know like i can drive a car and vote so like that type of We're about to say it's not 1983 anymore exactly I mean, we're gonna be real about it reality is what pushes a lot of females away from going after this dream is because it's just like a revolving door of nonsense and just harassment and 
just downgrading. I mean, it's uh uh-uh. uh. I, I wish somebody would. Southern's coming out. Like <laughs> because I broke out that cast iron skillet right then and there. I wasn't being rude. I was on my phone. I was looking something up because I wanted to see as of right now, we're recording this uh, November, uh, August, September, August, yeah, September 5th. Saturday, and I'm looking at the country airplay chart right now, and I'm counting how many people I see in the top 30. I see Maddie and Tay, and I see. Do you count Lady A as a girl group though? Even yeah. though the lead singer is Hillary Scott, you don't count that. Then I only see Maddie and Tay, Ashley McBride. I only see two. I don't even see Carrie Underwood on here. Um, yeah. Ashley That's all Mc- I see right now. Ashley McBride is literally like my favorite new female country singer. She is a phenomenal performer and she is an amazing writer. Like she is, she has a gift, and that woman is awesome. She just has such a good. And it's like she came out of nowhere. I, Eric Church found her. Really? Okay, I didn't know her. I don't know her story much. Um, but it was like. She, we we have a guy I don't know if you know in Alabama there's a guy that comes all the time his name is like Frank Foster, and he's yeah. one of those big ind- he's one of the big independent people that are like made millions on his own and it's kind of yeah. like what Ashton McBride was doing and so she just busted through the airplane charts and was like here I am surprise. Eric Church found her and was like, come here, and that's where you get Ashley McBride from and thank God for Eric Church for doing that for us because she is phenomenal. Yeah, I, and another another thing about this women in just general is I can probably name on 15, I'm going to say 15 fingers, you, you, just my realization, 15 fingers, just female artists in general that have either made it big, but I can't count any amount of fingers about how many of the, the males have came through and just busted through. You know what I mean? It, and I don't understand. I don't understand. People have dumbed it down for me, but I still don't understand how, why this is such a male-driven genre. For me, a male-driven genre would be hip-hop. You don't hear much of, except for Cardi B and stuff like You don't hear, that would be a male-driven. Uh, don't even get me started on that nonsense. That <laughs> I don't listen to hip-hop or rap. It's just not my forte. Nothing wrong. I'm not saying, you know, nothing wrong with it. I just don't like it. I never have. I like rock and metal and country and like classic music. But that song, man, that is the most disrespectful, nastiest, just downgrading and degrading song, what song? I've ever heard. What song are you talking about? The, that new song that's out, WAP. I never, I haven't heard it. Oh my god! I haven't heard it yet. Oh my god! Don't, don't, yeah. lo- don't listen to it. No, because WAP stands for something. It's an acronym. Okay. And they put this song out, and I can't remember. My boyfriend told uh-huh. me about it. Put this song out, and we're using it as like a women's empowerment song. I'm like, are you high? What this See, I'm, I'm reading. The, I'm reading the lyrics. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm not, I, can't, I don't know if I can put it over the air. <laughs> no, you can't. Please don't. For everyone's sanity, please do not play that garbage song. Like, wow. there's no way that song is about anything that is directed towards female empowerment. That you're, so if this is going to if this is going to empower women, I can't I, I don't know what's going to dispower these people. You know what I mean? If this is considered powering people, what's going to dispower them? I don't take them down a pig. That song dispowers me. Like that song is extremely disrespectful to me. It's disgusting. Right. It's rude, and they think it's they think it's supposed to lift women up and make them feel like queens and all that. No. You're literally talking about yourself and your body in a derogatory manner. There's nothing about that that says, hi, I'm a grown-ass woman. I, you know, I don't need anyone to take care of me. I have my own things, my own house, my own car. I pay my own bills. You know, like, everything. Like, I don't need anyone to support me. That is empowering. That song is literally the complete and total opposite of that song. Like, you are... Very. That, I don't even understand the thought process behind that song. But then again, look at who sings it. I don't know much about Megan the Stallion or um, Cardi B. Is who it said it was. There may be more people on it, but that's what I was just looking at. Uh, it's, I don't listen to them, so I wouldn't know. But I know just from the lyrics that I just read, you see me read them, that it was yeah. like... This is far from empowering anyone. Yeah. Like, how do you expect, if you're a grown-ass woman and you're, how do you expect men to take you seriously when you're putting out stuff that is degrading your own self? How do you expect someone to take you seriously when you're describing your body in that manner, using those words? That's not respectful. That's not admirable. That's not role model material. I don't want my niece running around saying that because I'd have to slap her upside the wall. Yeah. Nothing about that song is positive. Like all these women, especially younger women, and it's so tragic to see. Like, thank God I grew up in an era like with dial-up internet and before Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram. Thank God for that. Because I just see all these like 20 and 21-year-old girls you know, just going on there every day and posting pictures and thongs and like partying and drinking like every day and getting drunk and listening to this song, like thinking this song is so amazing. Like, oh my God, this is my song. Why is this your song? Out of all of the songs in the universe, this is your song. This is the song that you want to represent you as a female. And then they turn yeah. around and complain that they can't find a guy that takes them seriously or that will treat them right or all this. Well, why would they want to? Every trash can has a lid. I mean, yeah. if you're putting and this forgive me, for the entire world to see, yeah. and projecting yourself as this image and you're associating yourself and saying, oh my God, this is my song and all this. No, no one is going to respect you because you clearly don't respect yourself. Right, and I think that's what it comes down to is respect. And, and I also think... Because I don't know if Cardi B or whoever the Megan Stallion chick, I don't, I don't know if they're big in, the, in that genre. But what I'm saying is, I wonder if they were looking at how the music is progressing and they're saying, hey, oh, we're going to come out with this, with this song here. And it's supposed to empower people. 
and then they think it does. But here's what I think it does. No offense, there's one thing if you're saying it public or um, privately, and there's another thing if you're trying to bring it to airwaves and saying it and trying to empower the three-year-old niece that you got sitting on your couch. All of a sudden, that song pops up on TikTok or YouTube, and now they're going around saying that. You know, people don't play nowadays. That's how a lot of people can get their kids taken away. That's what I'm saying. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. You let your three- or four-year-old roll up into preschool or kindergarten and start singing that song? <laughs> words, CPS is going to be at the front door before school even lets out. Yeah, I, and I, I don't mean I'm probably one of the very few Americans that refuses to download or associate myself with TikTok because it is literally I'm going to pull a water boy right now. TikTok is the devil. Like that thing is yeah. nothing but bad news. I mean, kids are on there like shaking their ass and their underwear and stuff. And I mean, with everything going on right now in this country with like child trafficking and all that that is the last thing we need we don't need another outlet for people to be able to come on here and see random small children dancing to these songs and these dances in a suggestive manner like yeah they might just like the song and they might not understand the words but that child doesn't need to be hearing those words at such an early age they don't need to be dancing in such a manner that is going to draw attention like that. That's just, I mean, that's not normal. That's not okay. That's not acceptable behavior as a parent to allow your child to access these these videos and these songs and have these, like, have that in atmosphere in your child's life. Because, I mean, I, like I said, I've got two degrees in psychology, and, you know, I studied childhood development and adolescence, and certain kids, when they're at a certain age, their cognitive development is a lot higher, and they're learning to process things, and, I mean, you understand, like, that's exactly why if you ever say a cuss word in front of, like, a kid that's, you know, like, three to seven, you, like, you say a cuss word, and you're like, oh, don't say that, that's a bad word. What are they going to do? Keep saying it. They're going to keep they're saying it, keep saying it. But you do that in front of like an 11 or a 12 year old and they're just like, oh, I know that's a bad word. I don't need to say it. And so when you put these, this type of music and this type of environment in these kids that are at such a young age, I mean, hell, my niece is eight now. But when she was four, she learned how to use an iPhone. She could swipe it, unlock it and do all that. And all she does now is sit on her iPad. And it's just, it blows my mind how parents can just take a back seat and allow this to happen and allow their kids to be subjected to this because none of that is a positive role model for young girls. None of it at all. I mean, there's just no exception. There's no excuse. None of that. And I, I, that's, I mean, that might piss a few people off, but you know what? I don't like paying taxes, but I do it anyway. So get over it. We also gave a fair warning that it's going to make people mad. I mean, this is what we're doing. But th- me and you, we're, we're fairly around the same age. Uh, and can you imagine just picturing in your head what teenagers were like back when we were teenagers and what teenagers are like now? Like, oh my teenagers God. that I, w- they were playing with those little silly bands and a slap wrist and, yeah. and they were wearing watches and wondering what clothes am I going to wear tomorrow? And now they're thinking, 
I have to dress, and, and God forgive me for saying this, but they're like, I have to dress more slayer today because the the girl right there got that boy that I seen behind me that I like. Oh, now I have to dress just like her. Like, oh my God, maybe I should, maybe I should wear booty shorts in my next picture because my friend wore her bathing suit and got 150 likes, and I only got 100. Like all this, like you're a child. You're supposed to be a child. <laughs> be a yeah. child. You don't like. There is no, and I understand that because. Like, you can't be around your children and see what they're doing 24-7. It's impossible. I mean, I take care of two children every day. And you just, it, you can't do it. You can't be there every second seeing what they're seeing, hearing what they're hearing, and be present for everything. But there is a way that you can limit the access to where you don't have to be there 24-7 every second. And... I think sometimes parents just, you know, just get so overwhelmed and and tired and frustrated, and especially now with you know this online crap and virtual nonsense and schooling and all this nonsense. And I think sometimes they just let their kids just have their phone or their iPad and just let them do whatever because it keeps them quiet. But then that's where you get into these young girls that are, that, you know, they're ten years old. And they're sitting here listening to this song and thinking, oh, this song's cool. Like, oh, all my friends listen to this song. And, or, oh, and then they go back and they start saying this to the, like, to the teachers or they start texting about it and, like, all of this. I'm just like, what yeah, yeah. is happening? Because, like I said, I, I mean, when I was a teenager, I mean, I had a pager when I was 15. Flip phones and just, <laughs> right. um, like, there was no internet on the phone. You played Snake on your Nokia. And that was it, man. Like, that was, you were, like, that was And it. you had to repeatedly press the numbers on the thing just to get one oh, letter. And then you had, <laughs> it would take you, like, 45 minutes to send a paragraph. <laughs> oh, yeah, S9 text. If you wanted an S or a, if you wanted a W, you better hit that 9 button four times. Like, And then they came out right. with predictive text. And I couldn't get that down to save my life. It took me like a year to understand how to use that. But we have to look at the bigger picture and why these these little girls or whoever we want to talk about are looking at this. It's because of social media. And I know there's not a social media type, uh, podcast genre that we're going on here. But it, just just imagine if social media was totally white. There, I mean, there was no YouTube. There was no – the only way to listen to music was – on a compact disc or a record player, do you know how more sane these little kids can be? And I mean, speaking on boys here, how more sane they would be? I mean, because yeah, everyone would learn know, how to play outside again. Yeah. And have an imagination and actually be children and, you know, play together and, you know, ride bikes and, you know, stuff like that, instead of just sitting in the house all day on, you know, their PlayStation or the Internet or their iPad or their iPhone or making stupid TikTok dances and all this. Like, they would actually be children again. But now all of this is available to them, and it's even more dangerous, like I said, with everything going on right now, that they have access to all this, and people have access to them. And it's just not, I mean, not just speaking solely on behalf of, like, little girls and females, but also little boys. I mean, it's not just... One sex that's being, you know, bought and sold and trafficked and all that. It's both. It's little girls and it's little boys. Now, the majority of them are, you know, females. But, right. I mean, that's what we have to, we have to start looking 
towards the future for this generation coming up, this younger generation, because they do have all the access to all of this nonsense that, you know, people my age didn't have. And uh, literally from my age back, no one had anything like if you, I mean, I remember the bag phone and all that. I remember the car phone came out and now it's just like a whole nother world. And sometimes that world can be dangerous and that's not the world. I don't feel like that's the world that we need to be letting little girls grow up in because it's so subjective and it's just disrespectful. And that doesn't give them a good outlook for their future. That gives them a good like outlook for themselves because there's constant you know, judgment and criticism. And obviously you're going to have that all throughout your life, no matter what you do, but social media just takes it to an all-time high because it makes it so much easier for strangers to come in and criticize and you know just say all these like disrespectful things and stuff like that and so you know 10 year old 9 10 11 year old girls are seeing all this and posting pictures and you know all these older guys that are like teenagers something commenting on it and they think it's cool and oh he's cute and all that that is not what needs to be happening at all because that is not going to push forth an up-and-coming generation of strong females that have morals and have, you know, dignity and have self-respect and, you know, know their worth and all this because they've been subjected to this at such an early age that they don't know any different. And so that's what we have to start looking towards the future for is, you know, making sure this doesn't happen and they're not subjected to all this and letting you know young girls know that it is okay to be a little girl and play with dolls or play outside or you know, wear bows or whatever like that because when you're nine years old you're nine years old you're not even a decade old like be a child it's okay you don't have to be going out and wearing makeup or all of this nonsense like be a kid because you don't get that for very long and i don't think enough people realize that they're just so anxious in trying to move forward that they forget and once you move forward, you can't go back. And they don't, like, cherish the time that they have. And I said, like I said, these little girls are going to grow up. And, I mean, I just, I feel, I, I, I don't even know. And, and I'm not, when I say that, when I say this, I'm not trying to judge anybody's parenting skills. But let's just say if a single mother, her only way, and I'm a big advocate for, for, um, um, like adoption agencies and stuff like that. I think there's a better way, but I'm going to use this as a positive and a negative way. If a single mother is having to sweep around to get bills paid, that's going to look, what's that going to look like on the daughter as if, oh, if something goes bad, I could just give myself up in a way yeah. in order to make so much of money. You know, it all, it all comes back to the female heroes that they have in their life the hero that you know you know you see what i'm saying like it's just this You're big it's this big carousel that's going all the way around yeah I mean, and that's the thing too is like you know not judging anybody because clearly if they're doing that then obviously they're trying to support and feed and clothe and all that so i mean is that the right way in my mind to go about it no i mean mcdonald's is always hiring so but if that's yeah. what you are forced to do because you have like unseen circumstances or you know whatever, I don't know. But it shows that they are trying to be a good mother, and they're. I mean, if that's the way that they were going to do that, then you know, if you're if you're going to have that as your line of work, like keep it to yourself. 
don't bring the people yeah. to your home. Don't don't let your child or your little girl see revolving doors of random men coming in and out. If that's what you choose to do with your life, no judgment. Doesn't affect me. I don't care. But just make sure that what you're doing with your life doesn't affect the child's life in a negative manner. Because once he sees that, he's going to think that's the norm and that's what she's going to grow up with. And yep. she's going to be like, well, I don't see anything wrong with it. It was never wrong when I was growing up. So why don't I just do it? And there are ways to keep that absent, you know, from the home and from the child and all of that to where they, you know, they don't know. And that would be the way to go about it because, like I said, I, whoever does whatever, I don't know. But if they're clearly trying to do whatever means to feed and take care and of their child and, you know, they're actually going that far to provide for their child, then clearly they love the child and they care and they aren't, you know, trying to intentionally destroy them but some people just go about it their own way and i'm going to bring this in full circle because obviously it's but that woman would not have to sleep around or, or do whatever she's doing sell drugs whatever to make ends meet if only people would look not at sure some, some things do call for a degree or something but if you would actually just look at this person and tell she needs help maybe someone can do it giving them a chance you know how many times I was given a chance? That's why I give people, independent artists, a chance for that reason that I was given one. And women are not given that chance enough. And and, and it all comes a full circle. And it just irritates me and puts me in such a bad mood at times where it's just like you get so sick you can't do nothing. Because you, you see it happen every day because of, again, social media. Yep. I mean, I, I have a personal Facebook page, but I don't use it. Like, I don't post. I don't post statuses. I don't. I don't put my personal life out there. Like I have a Snapchat too. I don't post my every minute of every day. I don't live through Snapchat. Like I don't let people know my private life. Not that I have something to hide, but the less that you put out there, the less people have to talk about. And I just like my privacy, especially in this line of work. And I, like I said, I have a personal Facebook page, but the only reason I still have a personal Facebook page is because it's connected to my official artist page. And if I get rid of my personal one, then yeah. that page is deleted because I'm the administrator on it. So I have it, but I don't, I don't post. I don't, you know, do anything like that. I mean, literally, you can go back and everything on my Facebook is like maybe one post for me and then like a month of people just tagging me and stuff or sharing stuff. I'm like, it's, I never, I don't just put my personal life out there for that reason. And I do that because like I said, I'm a private person, but also it protects me from anybody out there that might have I don't even think it, I don't even know what word I'm trying to use right now bad intentions we'll say that because okay. they don't know where I'm at every day or you know they don't know what my schedule is every day or who I'm with or where I live or anything like that and so that limits the possibility and the people that have access to me because I don't put that out there because, you know, I don't want my location shared or I don't want anybody, you know, knowing where I live or my daily routine or, you know, I'm not checking in at my house and stuff like that. That's just, and a lot of people do that and it irritates me. I'm like, some things you just should not share. Don't yeah. do that. I, I, I did a, I, I made a mistake. I made a mistake on my personal one time. I, put out what I thought about the president and I shouldn't have done that <laughs> it screwed everything up I was like oh my god it was 
just like you lose you lose once you once people find out not really who the real you are, but when you let your personal stuff out there, you realize, oh, this person is not what they see. You know what I mean? Yep. And like but I mean, I, last weekend when I went to do this interview, there, I mean, there was a certain demo, like, like certain type of people in the room where I was at, and I mean, not that you know, I cared or anything, but I could just tell right. just by the way they spoke and the way they presented themselves, like their standpoint. And as soon as we got in there, we weren't live or anything yet. And the guy that was interviewing me, he was kidding, but like what he said was like not kidding. And once he said it, I could tell where he stood versus mm -hmm. where I stand. And my friend Josh that was in the room with us that owns the recording studio and all that, the guy interviewing me, the works with him and stuff like that. And there was another guy in there, an audio tech guy. And we were sitting there and the guy interviewing me, I think he's younger than me, but he looks at me and he goes, so, black lives matter or all lives matter? And I just oh looked at him and I went, God. I went, I am not even opening that can of worms right here, right now. Uh -uh. Okay, obviously, people that ask that, you know where they're at. That's what you, I'm saying. You, you know, but without me saying, you mouth, know where they're at. Yeah, once he opened his mouth, I knew his standpoint. And I was like, I just looked at him, I was like, uh-uh, I ain't opening that can of worms right now, man. Not happening. Sorry. And Josh was like, Lord, don't. That is not the place for that. And I was like, I ain't even gonna start hitting on that one. I was just like, I was like, really? I wish, you just said that to me? I wish someone would come to me and say that to me. I wish. I mean, like you said, cast iron skillet to the head. We're literally sitting on two stools. We're sitting a foot apart, and he says that, and I just went, uh-uh. <laughs> that was I the was guy like, that was interviewing you, right? one rule in anything especially in country music you do not talk about politics you keep your opinions to yourself did we not just learn that with chris stapleton like three days ago yeah i read the original thing when it first came out it came out like a week ago and i read the original one he was so all these people are getting on this bandwagon and about it and i like i said i read the original one before like Whiskey okay well i didn't read the original i read the one that just came out yeah, that's about Griff and all that. The original interview said that the interview interviewer, what was it? How was it worded? How was it worded? So let me tell you what I think okay. to cover up this what, dead space. What, what, okay, what go ahead. Paraphrase was was the interviewer goes, do you do you think that Black Lives Matter? That's what he. That's what they asked. They didn't say, do you support Black Lives Matter? First off, what a terrible interviewer! What a terrible question yeah, to ask. I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, what the hell this has to do with anything related to country music? I don't understand, but okay, whatever. Bye. But the interviewer asked him, do you think Black Lives Matter? His response was, 
yes, I do think that black people's lives matter. He didn't say, I support the group Black Lives Matter. The interviewer also didn't ask him if he supported Black Lives Matter's group. The interviewer asked, do you think that Black Lives Matter? He said, yes, of course, I think Black people's lives matter. So now, okay. everyone has gone in and twisted it, and now right. they're saying that Chris Stapleton supports Black Lives Matter and all that. I'm like, no. He didn't say he supports him. He didn't say anything like that. He said he thinks that black people's lives matter. Just like he thinks everyone else's lives matter. He was asked a question and he answered it in the way that he was asked. So now everyone's going around turning it and spinning it and all this. And I'm just like, if y'all had just read the original article that came out like a week ago, there wouldn't be any of this. Well, also, not not really reading the article, but if they would just lose their racist mindset, then they wouldn't care. You know what I mean? Like, who cares if he does? That's not gonna. That's not gonna make me look at his music different. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone has an opinion. That's your God. Yeah. That's your right as an American. Now, just because you disagree with somebody, doesn't mean that you have to. Like burn down a building or beat them up or shoot them or anything like that. You can disagree with someone and still be friends or, you know, just disagree. Right. right. And I don't think the world has learned that yet. I mean, it, it, it's okay to have your own opinion and disagree. But just because my opinion is different from yours doesn't make me wrong and doesn't make you right. And just because your opinion is different from mine doesn't make you right and me wrong. Or me right and you wrong. It. It's an opinion. Unless you can, and, here, and here's where I stand with that is like, unless you can prove that your opinion is very accurate and way more accurate than mine, then I'm not going to give your opinion a thought if that's not my opinion. You know, there's other people that say, no, that's not what it says. Here's what it says. And then they don't give me any kind of book or whatever about it. Yeah. Then I'm not going to believe it's what it said. You know, like, Obviously, it's been around, you know, obviously the Chris Templeton thing, you said it was original, so obviously people are going to, like, like the game of telephone, it's going to be twisted until exactly. it's not even what he said anymore. By the end of, like, by the end of next week, it's probably going to be like Chris Templeton is a member of Black Lives Matter, like, <laughs> just because people just I, keep spinning it and putting their own rhetoric on it, and then, you know, it's just, yeah. oh, I heard that he was at the last, you know, me, like, Shut up. Just shut up. Like, people like that are the reason all this nonsense shit just keeps going and doesn't end. Just shut up. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about people that say women in the music should be, it should be a 50-50 fight? 50-50 women, 50 women, 50 men on the radio. What do you think about that? Because I disagree with that, and I'll give you my stance once you give me yours. I mean, I agree to that to an extent because it evens the odds. Now you have an even number on both sides. It's not, you know, 70-30 or 80-20. But if you're just putting the women on there 50-50 to save face so that you don't have to address any issues and you're just putting whatever and whoever on there, 
then that's where the problem is. Because if you're just trying to, you know, put a Band-Aid over a paper cut, hope it heals, so you don't have to address the actual paper cut itself and realize that it hurts. Yeah. Then that's where the problem is. But if those 50 people, if those 50 women are on there because, you know, they're just as good or have better songs or they're better than the 50 men on there also, I mean, it gives... 45 more women airtime and all that that's good but if they're doing it you know just to mask something that they don't want to address then that's where i have an issue with that i agree to an extent with what you said if they're just doing it to doing it don't do it but here is where i say if the radio the government whoever does the music if they are that adamant of making women more local and more people know them more than the men why wouldn't they make it 51 percent women 49 percent men flip the odds a little bit and just show that hey we really do care so we're gonna play 60 percent women 40 percent men yep because think about think about the ratio 60 percent of women that's not a lot in today's country terms 40 percent of women uh 40 percent of men that's a whole heck of a lot so so i mean it's, it's going to be outnumbered either way but if you wanted to fight it, do fifty one forty nine. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you completely because to flip it on its head for a change would give us a better outlook because then we could see the people who lose their shit over it and get offended or take it personally, or say that this isn't right, or anything like that, then that would draw out the true colors of these people, whether it be artists, or label management, or producers, or, you know, writers, publishers, anything like that. That would show the, the true side of those people, and how they feel about this, when it's just a small change. It's literally just a small, one-time drop in the ocean, but then that would bring out how people really felt about the tables being turned for once, and that would give us a better outlook on you know who had the you know the right mindset and the and the positive attitude and the and the need to like the progressive mind and who was there for the music, making sure that the music got out to the public and to the fans, not just the person or their face. Or what they thought they could make money off of. It's about the music. Yeah. That's why we all do this. And I think that sometimes people lose sight of that. And that's the disheartening part about it. Is because we all get into this. Wanting to make amazing music. To share with the world. And everything gets involved. And it just becomes this huge thing. And I think a lot of people lose sight of the original goals and aspirations that they had going into it. And let's be honest, I like more of the women's stuff that the men's stuff are putting out right now. Mm-hmm. Just be honest. I, I, there, there are some, there are some females like a lot of the males. I'm just like, I can't listen. It's just, it's just a, you're going to do that with anything. But I think there's more females that I enjoy more than males right now in this time where we're at. I agree. What with is you. going on over there? Sorry, my dog is asleep on the couch beside me, and she is snoring so loud. Snoring. I hear it. I hear it. 
Yeah, that's why I'm like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> but as we wind down here, um, I've got another appointment to get to here at four o'clock. So, um, as you say, yeah, as my, we wind, my phone's fixing to die anyways in a few seconds. <laughs> as we wind down, what give one story to be the last question? Give one story where you were you heard, and it could have been a rumor, it could have been true, that you were like, wow, this this women people taking advantage of women that's a real thing besides besides just hearing about it through the grapevine you have a story where you're just like okay now we're in some serious business i will say luckily on my end i've never had to encounter a situation like that like the one that you were talking about the other female um thank god i have not <laughs> had to encounter that or be presented with that or had to deal with that now i've you know i've had to deal with lesser things that are still just as disrespectful and you know insulting but i can't honestly and i'm glad that i can't really tell a story on this because that makes me feel better about myself um because i want to avoid those people at all costs possible no matter what i mean if that's what it takes to be in this business then i just don't want to be in this business because i'm not jeopardizing who i am just for that like I'm not giving myself up I have dignity and I have morals and I have self-respect and I know who I am and I know my worth and that will never happen I don't care like I don't care if they told me right now if that happens if I would do that then I would be headlining my own tour next month and be making millions I don't care I'll still work at my job where I make so much money a week I'll live in my little apartment that I live in now and I will not ever worry about it again because if that's what it takes to do that, I won't. No part of it. Yep. Well, I appreciate you doing this for me, and I know we went off on the women thing, but I, I honestly do think this is a great conversation because we it hit really every was, aspect this, of It was very informative, and I think this conversation and everything that we discussed needed to be had on a forefront for everyone else to hear because you do have two, you know, you have two different sides of it, but we also agree on a lot of the things and feel the same way about a lot of stuff. And I think that's what a lot more people need to hear now is, is just that like people, people don't know how to have a conversation about things that are uncomfortable without getting offended now. And yeah. that's, what's wrong with America is just because you don't agree with something or you don't like the way somebody else thinks or believes you automatically just get offended. And that, that's like the new trend. It's like, Oh, it's 2020. I'm offended. Let me go destroy something. Like, no, have a conversation, discuss it. Right. Even if you still don't agree with each other at the end, that's fine. You heard both sides. You got new input. You might get new information. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. So just have a conversation. Well, look, if anybody can di wants to disagree or wants more help in the situation they're like this, I'm um, pretty sure you can hit me up and pretty sure you can hit Jess up as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Get any Give all your social media if you want if you want yeah. to put all that out there. Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook. It's an official artist page, so you don't have to add me as a friend or anything. You just go hit the like button, and it's Jess Page Official. It's obviously J-E-S-S-P-A-I-G-E -S -S Official. And then I'm on Instagram under Jess Page Music underscore. That's where I post all of my music-related stuff and photo shoots and everything that has to do with singles and music-related stuff like that, too, as well. 
Um, I'm also on Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Amazon, iTunes, all of that. It's under Jess Page. You'll find all of my uh, all my singles on there, including the latest one that I just released uh, three and a half months ago. And so that's on there. Please do go follow me on Spotify and like my pages and all that. And please share the songs and stream them and do all that because every stream counts. So. Well, look, Jess, thanks for doing it, and sorry for all the going back and forth with the scheduling, and uh, thanks for jumping on this special uh, episodes we've got here. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I've had fun again, like always. I can't wait to do it again, and thanks for having me. This was it was really fun. I liked it. Yeah, we'll get you back on and do another uh, Give Women a Chance here when we schedule some more um, coming out. Um, hopefully, we can get you on with a couple of bigger female artists that we've got coming on. Um, yeah. I'm not going to give any names, but yeah, no, yeah, that's but yeah, we'll get you back on. Yeah, sounds good. I'm going to go watch college football now. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go play my new Avengers game I got on PS4. So, and then I'm going to do this. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right. Bye.